Hello and welcome to an all-new edition of Regent Roundtable Discussions. This series of episodes will focus on special topics and trends in 21st century communication. And now, let's meet our hosts. My name's Abigail. My name is Grace. My name's Faith. I'm Thomas. I'm Rain. And I'm Gabby. I'm Claire. I'm Josephine. And my name is Noah. On today's podcast, we went on lots of tangents about inbound marketing. Today, we're focusing on a subject called inbound marketing. Um, And it seems as if the days where TV and radio spots uh, are the go-to advertising forms are just about over. Uh, You might would guess that internet advertising is the most modern and -and up-and-coming form of promotion. And that's true to an extent, but it depends on your definition of online marketing. Uh, Are you picturing an invasive video that pops up before a YouTube clip? Or are you picturing an online chat forum? Because as it turns out, the more effective style is the latter. It's long been known that no form of advertising is as valuable as word-of-mouth marketing. A recommendation from a trusted source, like a friend, is more believable than a company trying to sell you something. People are getting really good at avoiding ads. Uh, When it comes to those invasive ads, those old-fashioned ones like TV, direct mail, and radio, uh, they actually work better than web banners and pop-ups on your computer. Uh, In fact, a person is more likely to be struck by lightning than to purposefully click on a banner ad. Uh, But avoiding corporate messages is not a new practice that came with the Internet. Uh, Back in the old days, commercial spots were the opportune time for a bathroom break and to get yourself a refill on popcorn. Nowadays, our ability to skip over advertising is becoming more advanced. But that doesn't mean advertising has become obsolete. It just means that its role is changing. Instead of pushing yourself out there, your messages need to pull people in naturally. Ads that are too sales-oriented may easily be overlooked, but when your promotional content contains something that multiplies word of mouth, you've struck advertising gold. A guy named Jonah Berger uh, suggests that brand communication should include, uh, among other things, but these two things, triggers and social currency. A trigger is something that reminds you of something else. For instance, when I say peanut butter and, you'll probably think, Jelly, right. And these two items are associated with each other. You think of peanut butter, you think of jelly. A lot of people buy them together. Uh, And in the same way, brands can connect themselves or their products with something else. You think about Rebecca Black's song, Friday. Uh, Maybe we'll play it right here, maybe we won't. (laughs) Um, You think about her song, uh, the views came, uh, the majority of the views came on which day of the week? Friday. Uh, Because people think, oh, today's Friday. Oh, Rebecca Black's song Friday. And people make other connections like that. Uh, The same thing, Geico, they made a commercial where a camel's going around the office. He's saying, hey, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? And he's trying to get people to say hump day because camels have humps and people call Wednesday hump day. And guess what? Geico on Wednesdays got more website traffic than any other day of the week because their commercial triggered people to think about Geico on Wednesdays. So then you have this idea of social currency, and we can think of this as like an ethical form of gossip. 
Uh, now people gossip because they're in the know. They know a secret and they want to pass it on to you um, because that lets you know, hey, I knew the secret. I have the inside track. Um, I'm important. That kind of thing. Uh, so maybe your product works as a life hack. Or maybe there's something unique about your company or your physical location or your website that'll surprise people. Uh, and if so, that's a great word of mouth tool. People want to look good. And if spreading the word about your product, service, or commercial accomplishes that, it's a win-win. People will hear about you, search for you, and then buy from you. And so instead of us interrupting and say, hey, we're going to send these messages out and you'll come to us, we're going to be so interesting and our communication is going to be so attractive that people are going to want to come to us rather than us going out to them and bringing them back. They will come to us and we will convert them from the inside. And now we're going to open up uh, this discussion to the rest of the group. I just want to say I had no idea that statistic that you shared at the beginning, a person's more likely to get struck by lightning than click on like a pop-up ad. That blew well, my mind. <laughs> yeah, the key, the key word there is purposefully because purposefully. I click on them by accident like quite a bit. But um, yeah, it's I read that somewhere. I didn't write down the source, but uh, yeah, the, the the number was like less than, of course, less than one percent, but some astronomically low number. Yeah, and I mean it makes sense because you know those ads, like you were saying, are like they're in your face. So you're less likely to, you know, I don't know that they don't really have like that emotional pull because they're just marketing their brand or they're just putting their product right in front of your face. But again, if you have like that story um, kind of, you know, emotional ad, then that makes a lot more sense why people would be more likely to take that a little bit more seriously or like be struck by it. So I thought that was really mm -hmm. I think the book covers this. I think it's like called interruption marketing or something like that. And they're like, no marketing really is done without a little bit of an interruption. But the reason, like, like, no, you were talking about like how we've been avoiding ads, like specifically, I'm thinking of YouTube, you know, since we were like 12, you know, they always had those ads come up and you just wait and that the five seconds it took for you to click that skip ad button, like the countdown was like the longest five seconds of the life of your life, because it was just like trying to get through that stupid advertisement. And now what do they do now? You notice they have like, they'll pair them up now. They got two advertisements yeah. coming Sometimes up. It's even seven seconds. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Like how dare they make me wait seven seconds to get to what I want. Um, we live in a very instant culture and the reason that those ads, like, <laughs> you know what, I'd rather get struck by lightning than give oh, in to those pop-up yeah. ads, to be honest, because <laughs> the fact that they're interrupting me when I'm just trying to listen to a jam is ridiculous. And that's why it's so invasive. Um, and that's why we, people are always trying to get people to come in to their advertisements because to be honest, again, this is like an instant gratification culture. And then to sit there and interrupt them and say, you can't have what you want for another five seconds. Well, another five seconds is like a whole TikTok video, like an entire one whole story wrapped up in a second. And you're trying to get a generation to listen to you. And if you don't click that skip ad button on that second advertisement, you don't know if, you're gonna, you know, get that skip ad again. So 
it's just it's become ridiculous. There's another point I wanted to cover on that, but to be honest, I forgot because I was getting enraged at the thought <laughs> of those double advertisements that they've created. Like what part of Hades did they go to, to come up with that? That's just well, what I want to know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think it's important to remember. Um it, because I really I don't like the whole I feel so bad because so many I get so many ads that are not targeted enough like they don't uh they just really don't appeal to me like i would never buy this product why would why are they showing me um and so i think it's easy for us to get mad and stuff like that I'm like why 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 but yeah. um i think the solution is you know let's not get mad but if we could just make better uh you know professional mass communication than just getting mad um the other thing to think though is because a lot of people are quick to download an ad blocker or to do all that stuff which is actually illegal and i think if we have the perspective that you're only allowed to watch this youtube video because someone else has paid for you to watch it that someone else being extra gum or coca-cola like we mentioned before and so they've actually paid indirectly the creator for making the content and are now allowing you to watch it. And so that gives me a little perspective. However, I do think they need to do a better job at targeting and all that kind of thing. And that's why word of mouth works so great is because it's extremely targeted. You wouldn't make a recommendation to your friend unless you thought they were gonna care. You know, you wouldn't go up to your friend who is like a jock and only plays sports and say, oh, there's this great new company that has these really cool puzzles, you know, like, you probably wouldn't do that. Um, and so that's why word of mouth is so great is because it's so targeted. Um, and yeah, I, it's, it's so easy for us to get mad because some of these ads are just ridiculous and they, this doesn't apply to me and I'm just trying to click, click, click and get through it. Um, but I think it should be inspiration for us to find a solution. I'd like to speak for my group and myself when I say thank you for listening in to this episode of Regent Roundtable Discussions. Our next edition will cover more on inbound marketing. See you then.